Brothers and sisters, welcome back to the XX Mormon Podcast. We're delighted to be gathered here today. Of course, up on the stand, we have Bishop Jensen, and that's it. Today, it's just Elder Jackson and Bishop Jensen, just like the good old days. Say hi, Bishop. Before we had all those guests laming up the show with their lameness, that's it. That's yeah. it. We've, we've, I'm turning against everybody now. First, it was against <laughs> the Mormons, now the ex Mormons, now even the podcast guests. Yes, yes. <laughs> Just we've turned against them. We've turned against everybody. Um, you, th- you thought this whole time we really liked the brother of Jared and the wife <laughs> of the brother of Jared and, uh, the, sister of the wife of the brother of Jared and, and everybody Davis. else in that family. Oh, Counselor Davis. And Counselor <laughs> Davis. Ugh. Also, President, what was President's name? He doesn't listen to this. For sure he doesn't he, listen to this. He, he he doesn't listen to it. Did you see, though, I was in one of his videos recently? I don't follow that. I don't know right. if you see his stuff. Okay, no. well, I was in one of his videos <laughs> and we talked about, like, leaving the church. And then he told me, because we brought up I brought up the blue pill episode Yeah, and he was like, yeah, I think I was maybe misleading a little bit. He's like, I haven't been to church in years. <laughs> like he's like, you know, yeah. so yeah. Uh, I guess our stake president yeah, uh, has I... been inactive this whole time. Thanks a lot. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've got some thoughts and I know you've got some thoughts recently and experience mm-hmm. and, and, and I should experience. say, just kidding. We've loved all of our guests, and we couldn't have run this show without them. Honestly, we would have run out of things Actually, no, seriously. If we didn't have guests, ago. we would have stopped over a year ago. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yep. Because, I don't know. There's something about somebody else bringing their experiences out mm-hmm. yeah. that is really um, helpful and, yep. and nice to have. Breaks up um, the monotony of everything. and Breaks up the monotony. It also... Honestly, like I don't think we'd have as many listeners as we have without the guests. Yeah. If it was just us talking every single week, people would be like, "Yeah, these guys are all right," but like I've heard this before. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So you went to an institute class. So of all the things that are terrible about the church, I would rank institute as number 1. Um you just, yeah, yeah, and, it is pretty and, bad. And that is the thing you decided to go back to just for one yes. time only. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Actually, <laughs> I only. hate to, it's, it's not going to be one time only. I'm actually signed up for the class. You're and a now sadist. I get a free parking pass okay. at the Institute building. I don't, yeah, so I don't blame nice. you. I don't blame you. Yeah. So the Institute so, building's right next to the university. So it's, you're, pay, you're getting free uh, parking. I'm getting free parking to go yeah. in and deconvert people from the church. So yeah. it's not such a bad deal. Um, yeah. Plus, I'm friends with the institute teacher. You know this institute teacher, Bishop. Yep. Um, and uh, I have lively debates with him after class. Yeah. Uh, of course, he... I really don't understand. Like, we will talk about all of it, mm-hmm. right? And he's like, yeah, but the church is true. I'm like... Ugh, ugh. It makes me so angry. Yeah. Um, he also has this chart in his office of the uh, like the Book of Mormon timeline, and mm-hmm. it has like the Olmec heads and stuff on it. And, oh like, yeah. Aztec art. Yeah. It's so. Uh, uh. 
It makes me so angry. Anyways, yes, I have decided to go to Institute. Uh, the class I'm taking is an Abrahamic religions class, so they're going to be like field trips to mosques and um, to other Christian denominations and synagogues and stuff. So it's less indoctrination than an interesting study kind of thing. Mm -hmm. That said, some of the comments in this class. Yeah, let's hear your, your top top comments. <clears throat> so one lady... Uh, she, she's an older woman, but she's going to university. So she comes to the class and she brought up, um, there's something, some politician somewhere said Islam is militant or something. There's probably me and on this, this podcast. <clears throat> well, and then this is Islamic activism group mm -hmm. went and was like, oh, hey, uh, don't say that. Like, we don't like that. Obviously, like, you know, yeah. nobody likes to be called, like, militant, right? Maybe mm -hmm. me when I was Mormon, but then uh, she says, and I happen to agree with this politician. She kind of goes on this thing, and because we were talking about promoting peace through understanding of these different religions. Mm -hmm. And she goes on this thing, and then I put up my hand and I, I replied that, um, you know, if, if you want to say Islam's militant, all you have to do is open an LDS hymn book and, you know, read, uh, Christian soldier onward, Christian soldiers and Marching all of these sword. other, yeah. And like all of these other militant hymns, I'm like, and so in the class, I, I was like, Mormonism is also militant. Oh yeah. And, uh, I don't think she liked that very much, but, um, yeah, then this other, this, uh, young woman sitting behind me in the class, she said, I think she just got back from her mission and she said something like, cause I testify that, you know, Jesus is the Christ or whatever, like, you know, said some cringy Mormon thing and. Yeah. Then I just asked questions and I tried to like be respectful cause I don't want to I don't want to be a D-bag, right? Like, I'm tr I'm trying to help people learn. So when they uh, want a, a PowerPoint slide of a timeline of the Bible and of Israelite history was put up, and it included, like, you know, in 1269, Moses led the children of Israel out. I'm like, okay, well, like, that that's considered, like, legendary history, right? Like, mm -hmm. that's not well-documented factual history and and stuff. So we kind of talked about that a little bit. The Institute teacher, fortunately, didn't disagree. Then there was something else. There was, oh, the same old lady said that when the queen died and there was a rainbow over Buckingham Palace, that was a sign of the Lord's uh, pleasedness with her life that she lived and stuff. And, um, uh, fortunately the Institute teacher was like, well, you know, it was probably just a good photo opportunity, you know, like, yeah. Oh yeah. Nothing mystical or magical about it, but she really wanted to 
hammer home that the church is true, and there are no coincidences. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, let me just, I was looking at the church news for fun just now, and there's one article that says, 12 experiences of people who followed President Nelson's invitation to end a personal conflict. And there's this one story. Um, where this late, I have to read it. It's not very long and it is just, uh, words can't describe it. Um, when I heard president Nelson's invitation, I thought to myself, I don't have any conflicts. Then I then immediately the thought came to my mind to invite a specific person to lunch, someone close to me. I prayed about it and made it a goal to contact that person the next day I did. And she seemed excited. So we set up, uh, we set up to meet later that week for lunch at a place of her choosing. It was good for us to be together and be able to talk. We hadn't been able to do that in two years. There was no major conflict, but there was some healing that needed to take place. I believe President Nelson was inspired to issue that invitation, and I felt the Spirit speak to me about what I should do. And that's just kind of like the same simple-minded, like, and there was a rainbow, and that's how I knew that God had welcomed Queen Elizabeth into heaven like yeah then we've got this other yeah. sort president nelson challenged me to heal personal conflict i don't have any but i felt like i needed to invite somebody to go to lunch that i hadn't talked to in a long time and healing needed to take place ambiguously right. yeah like it's like it's it's like giving somebody advice yeah of being like hey you should be a nice person and then they come back and they're like what an inspired I, message. It's like, whoa, whoa. Like, this, this I am delighted and honored <laughs> yeah. for, for you to, you know, to say that. Like, if you just, like, all you have to do is keep it generic. Mm -hmm. You know, like, people, whenever I hear somebody say, but the church has been so, like, good for me, right? Like, it helps me be a better person. Mm -hmm. I'm like... Yeah, so does, like, Pilates or whatever, you know, like, so does, you know, good food. I don't know, like, take your pick. A lot of things make you a better person. It doesn't make it true, mm -hmm. right? Like, I don't have a testimony of A&W, right? Mm -hmm. So, okay, so you have a lady just given this real simple-minded, the like, that's something you'd expect out of a five-year-old, like... There was a right, rainbow, right. and that's how I knew that my dead whoever was my nana got into heaven because there was a rainbow. Right. Yeah. Right. It's like when I was a kid, I remember driving. I think we were on, like, Sarsi Trail, mm -hmm. and I remember driving. We're, like, going to Callaway Park or something, mm -hmm. and which Callaway Park, by the way, for people, is, like, the suckiest amusement park in, on the planet. I mean, but it's, it's, Fli the only it's Flintstone one. themed, right? Is it still Flintstone themed? It's it's not Flintstone. It's alien themed, but it looks Flintstone. -y. Well, it used to be Flintstone themed. Was like, it in Flintstone the nineties? Yeah. Oh, so maybe that's it's why not alien of... themed. I'm thinking of Galaxy Land. Okay. Yeah. No. No. It, I, is it Flintstone? Is that the theme? It was hmm. for a long time because that was like yeah, it, what the licensing that they could afford. They're like, we can right, afford maybe. Flintstone license. The vitamins. Yeah. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll have to go back and, and see. But it's pretty lame. Like, it's mm -hmm. pretty pretty depressing. 
as far as theme parks go. Yeah. Um, but we're like on our way out there. And I remember looking out the van window of our purple Astro van. Mm-hmm. And the sun, there was like a ray of sunshine shining through the clouds. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, the church is true. I'm like, obviously, because the sun is shining through the clouds in a beam of light. I'm like, amazing. Mm-hmm. It blew my mind. It blew my mind, Bishop. The church is true. And that's why I'm going back to Institute. That's why I've been going to activities. Uh, I did go. So I think I mentioned that when my sisters, I had some family visiting Calgary and my sisters went to this FHE and I went with them because I have friends there and there was free food, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I'll come. Especially because I'm kind of getting to a point like when I first left, I was just like, no, like I don't want anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. And now I'm getting to the point where I know where I stand with the church and I know how I feel about it. And I can kind of go into it with a bit more of um, of like, well, it's not true. Mm-hmm. but there's free food here, right? Like I I'm comfortable with it and there, and there's friends there and I don't really have any problems with stating my opinion while I'm there and, and telling people what I think, uh, if, if they happen to ask, which they do surprisingly. Mm-hmm. Um, and while I was there, this old family friend, came up and started chatting with me. I was like, oh, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. Turns out he's in the bishopric in the city in YSA. And uh, then I say hi to his wife, who I'd met previously and friends with uh, one of her kids. And uh, and then they're, they're like, oh, so what ward are you in? And I was like, oh, well, I, I left the church. Like, how do I respond to that? What ward mm-hmm. are you in, right? I'm like, oh, actually, I left the church. And the look, like, they gave me this look like I had just killed somebody in front of them. You killed and yourself spiritually. Like, I, I Yeah, I killed myself spiritually. Yeah. It's true. So she, uh, the wife looks at me, and with, like, almost tearfully, she mm-hmm. says, well, we're really happy you're here. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I'm like, there's my friends and free food. Like, why wouldn't I be here? You know? Uh, And then, and then a few weeks later, I go to the Institute welcome night thing. Mm -hmm. Because my friend was in charge of the, the food and they had saddled that on her. Um, kind of last second. So I, I went and helped and then I got food and then I'm going in line and the same woman is serving food. And as she puts some salad on my plate, she says, it's really good to see you again. Yeah. And she, with that same, like, you know, fluffy Jesus talker yeah, kind of, you know, not like a oh hey it's good to see you again like how mm-hmm. how are you, but like a you're here you're mm-hmm. like you're making the steps, and so I said to her, 
I said, oh no, I'm just here getting my tithing back. As, like, <laughs> <laughs> That's bold. That's bold. I know. And I like walked away. Like she didn't reply. She mm-hmm. li- like, cause what do you say to that? Right. Oh, yeah, and I know I walked yeah. away. I was like, was that kind of mean? And then I told my friend about it and she thought it was funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, she did agree that it was probably mean and hurtful, but she did think it was funny. Um, but uh, yeah, I thought that was pretty good. Um, yeah, and then yeah, so that's been my uh, that's been my my adventures back uh, back in in Mormonism, big party. Okay, so you're going to institute for the free parking because the institute building's right next to the university. So you enrolled in an institute class for the free parking. You're going yeah. to the activities because a lot of your friends are still there. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I, I don't go to, to many activities, but I have just been away for four months. Yeah. And so then this was kind of like a go see a couple friends, catch up. Um, and, uh, I have managed to bring up a couple difficult topics with a few people as well. So, so the, like these friends, these were friendships you like, how, how long and old and consistent have these friendships been? Oh, like one, one of these friends, we've been friends since we were like five, like yeah. I've known her forever. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, so I yeah. have no desire really to socialize with most of the people that I went to church with in the, do you know what I mean? Um, Other than like really long-term friends that I had. Um, So sometimes I've thought about like, oh, it'd be interesting to go to church. And and then I just think about all the weird people that you're like forced to socialize with. Yeah. At church. That's true. I did see a couple of those. Right. And it's like, I don't actually resent this person. It's just, they were so freaking weird. And I was like forced to spend time with them. And, and then like, if I had a problem with them, the problem's actually with me and I need to forgive, you know, right. instead of actually be like, Hey, when you do that, it's freaking annoying and you have to stop. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and so when I think about, when I think about interacting with the church socially, I just think about like forced and compulsory situations that it's like, I don't, I don't want to do that again. <laughs> well, so what I, you know? what I did, I like, I wouldn't go back to church. Like I'm yeah. not, I'm not showing up on a Sunday mm-hmm. so that I can sit through an hour of bullshit and then another hour of bullshit just so that I can have a quick conversation with a friend in the hallway. Right. Like, yeah, no, no, I'm only going to these things for the the benefits. Uh, and, uh, yeah. And then like I did, cause there are, you know, people that I don't miss. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, one of them, a couple of them came up and were talking to me and then I just, told them that I had to go find my brother. Yeah. And so I, I left, you know, like I, I got out of the, out of the conversation, went and found my brother and then went and joined it, you know, people that I really wanted to talk to. Right. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but, yeah, and then sometimes I'll, like, mess with them. Like, at this one activity, I sat down at a table and was talking to this friend who's, like a like, a little sister to me. And she knows I've left the church, but her friends that she was sitting with didn't. And so during the conversation, whatever came up, I was like, yeah, like the church is true. Like I testify like so hard. The church is true. And then my friend is sitting there like, oh, like, no, uh, I know Elder Jackson doesn't believe that. And he's just saying that. But then these other two there are just like, amen, amen, I know, right? And mm -hmm. so it's just like, like, it's fun. Like, I get a rise out of, you know, and not like, I'm not trying to be like a jerk because I don't think he should be mean and mean-spirited. But it is kind of fun to, like, poke, right? Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, that's my experience. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk, Bishop. That, like, what's driving you to go back to activities? A couple of friends oh no it's just like yeah friends who have invited me and yeah. know that like i'll show up for free food oh know? right and then like a couple of the activities it's because my little sisters were in town mm. and i was taking them around you know um so it's not just a yeah. random i'm showing up here kind of like you're being invited to these things yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't show up un, I wouldn't show up uninvited, mm -hmm. and it's just that like these are like the fun summertime activities. Yeah. Um. Now that it's gonna start getting cold out again, there's gonna be nothing going on, and uh, yeah. So. It's hard to. Like I said, free food. Yeah, and I can imagine. Like I've heard about this before, where. Um, more like extreme cases where people leave the church, they resign, they leave the church for a long time, but the lack of community is so intense that they end up getting rebaptized because they just like, I think this is more like a Utah thing where the church is more in your face, but it's like, yeah. like it's hard finding community outside of the church. Um, but I mean, yeah, it is. And, and so I, I never would have left mm -hmm. if I hadn't already found some community, right? Like yeah. I made friends online through podcasting mm -hmm. and, and so like, I have, like, I have a community outside of church and I have people I can talk to outside of church. Yeah. I have one of my best friends here mm -hmm. in the city Yeah, left at the same time I did. Yeah. Um, he was the first person I told that I was leaving. Yeah. Uh, so like that helps. And then, um, and then also like, yeah, like I, I do miss the community, uh, that I, that I had. And so does, so does my best friend, like we both joined the same community choir, right? Mm -hmm. Like we joined a community choir because we, we met in Institute choir. Yeah. We miss singing and now we get to sing mm -hmm. in a choir yeah. With a bunch of elderly people. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, we're singing about Jesus, which neither of us like care for, but we're singing and we're having a good time and there's no opening prayer at the beginning. Nobody's bearing their testimony, right? Like mm -hmm. we're singing about Jesus 
because they're Christmas songs, right? Mm -hmm. And that's like traditionally what we do in Canada mm -hmm. is we have Christmas that has these religious roots and we're still using the songs even though like we don't, like we don't care, right? Yeah. Like we're we're singing about Jesus not because we love Jesus, but because those are the songs you sing at Christmas time, right? Mm -hmm. So I think yeah, like I've been able to 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 find some community and like I said like I know where I stand with the church and I'm not like attending these things because I feel like I need the community um but I have I do get to bring up some difficult topics with people and uh have I've had a few interesting conversations and a couple people even admitted to me that for them like the church is purely pragmatic Mm -hmm. like they're they're like yeah i don't totally believe all of it like i was talking with one guy about the uh racist roots of anthropology and archaeology in north america mm -hmm. particularly the mound builder myth mm -hmm. and um we were talking about that and i was like yeah like it's crazy uh you know and i'm kind of fishing here i said yeah it's crazy you know they used to believe that there was like this white race and a dark race in the americas and then the white race was killed off by the dark race and left behind all these cool things blah 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 and this guy laughs and he's like huh sounds familiar and i said yeah i mean where do you think joseph smith got the idea from mm -hmm. and uh and he kind of was like mm. yeah like by the end of the conversation it was pretty clear that he's like yeah, I don't really believe most of it, but it's purely pragmatic. And then this other guy in the conversation, you know, he was like, yeah, you know, like the Trinity doesn't make any sense to me. And I'm like, oh, well, that's interesting because the Book of Mormon was originally Trinitarian in a, in its view. Mm -hmm. And uh, and that's, you know, those are some of the changes that have been made to the book. And he's like, oh, you know, so every ex-Mormon a missionary, right? <laughs> You seem quite active in your ex-missionary work. Yeah, I think I might be too active in it sometimes. It's like, it's fun, but also, like, we've talked about it before, doing this show to, like, leave it behind, mm -hmm. you know? And, uh, yeah, like, I, I feel like the ex-Mormonism is too exciting for me to leave it behind. Like I really enjoy bringing those things up and talking about them and, you know, consuming all the like post Mormon content and, and every, everything. So yeah, it's like what we've talked about, you know, mm -hmm. I'm in a toxic relationship with this podcast and, uh, yeah. you know, we'll move on someday, but. Well, I think like, even though you're, like this is a stage of the, I think of the the ex Mormon processing is this need to feel almost, I think vindicated, mm -hmm. and to show other people that you're right because you know what they think or say about you for leaving. Right. Yeah. And there there is a need for vindication. Like some people write twenty page letters to their family detailing their reasons for leaving. Some people yeah. point out problems with the church and try to have tough conversations with believers. 
which I've been in that boat as well. Um, yeah. But I think there is definitely this need to say, guess what? I know what you're saying or thinking about me that I've been lost or deceived or whatever, but I am very, very confident that you are actually delusional. And let me show you all the reasons why I didn't make the wrong choice. You're making the wrong choice by staying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, is there a little bit of that going on in, in the background of your brain? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Like it's like, um, not, and I don't think that it's like, a. I need to feel okay about my decision, right? But like, uh, almost like, I mean, the in the church, you you learn to be a missionary, and you learn it's about saving souls, and so there's this big part of me that is still obsessed with this idea of saving souls, you know. Mm -hmm. And now I view it as my mission to save them from the from the church, right? Um. And, and so it's not like a, like a prevalent thing, like something that I'm actively thinking about, but I mm -hmm. think that's probably in the background yeah. of me being like, no, like I don't want my family to be a part of this. I don't want my friends to be a part of this. Um, and I don't want to do the live and let live mm -hmm. kind of thing, even though like in practice, I try to live and let live. I know there is this uh, like itch in, in, in the back of my head of like, but if I could just like plant a seed, you know, the <laughs> same way Mormons do it. Right. Yeah. It's like, Oh no, we just love everybody. We take care of everybody. But you know, if you plant the seeds now, maybe their posterity will accept the gospel. Cause they'll be like, there was that real nice Mormon family that mm -hmm. I grew up with, blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, so I, I do think, the, these ideas are expressing themselves in my uh, in my ex-Mormonism. I've been like that with missionaries. I think particularly yeah. because we rent our basement to them, so there's always kind of like a new crop. And it's a bit of a live... I've, I've been, I think at least, pretty live and let live with them. Um, mm -hmm. But then there's some who are kind of like, no, I, I know how to reactivate people. I've had people who've mm -hmm. left the church in my family... I've read all the apologetics. I know about all the issues I can convince them. And so when it starts going that way, then I just like dig in, you know, I've become the ex missionary to the point where they're probably like, leave me alone. You leave me. I know I opened right. the door here, but now I want you to leave me alone. I think yep. I put, they haven't actually said it that way, but that's kind of the feeling I've gotten sometimes is like, yeah. they, just, they get tired and, and I get tired too. Yeah, I think like the Matrix first uh, first Matrix movie, Neo feels like something's not right about the world he lives in, and Neo presents him with the blue pill, and, or Morpheus presents him with the blue pill and the red pill, but he doesn't tell him anything until he's made the choice that he wants to know. Right. You know what I mean? He doesn't show him the desert of the real and and talk about the simulation and the real world and all those things until Neo says he wants to know. Yeah. And I know it's a stupid pop culture reference, but I think it's a little bit relevant. Is When I think about the missionaries that are staying in my basement, they don't need somebody to argue with them and ask them uh, 
thought-provoking questions to make them question and and wonder about why they're on a mission. They need somebody to like buy them groceries and give them a safe space to chill out and mm-hmm. and deal with their stress and depression is kind of what I think now. So when I see them, I just have nice conversations. How are your families? <laughs> How are you doing? Yeah. You know, how's the work going? That's great. What did you do back home? What do you plan on doing when you get home? That's exciting. Thanks for cutting the grass. See you guys later. Um, yeah. But if some of them are like, I noticed some beer cans in your recycling, but <laughs> it's like, okay, you want to go? We're going. But yeah. even now I'm starting to feel like if that did happen again, it would just, I got tired of it. Yeah. You know, I yeah. got tired of being that guy who had to prove to these guys. I think a part of it was like, guys, these two years messed me up and I lost, I lost time that I'll never get back again. So just go home is kind of how, like, I want these guys to go home. Um, But it's just like, if they're not ready, I can only show what, I don't know what, Neo Morpheus says, I can only show you the door, Neo, or something like that. Yeah. You have to be the one who opens it or like something along those lines. Um, yeah. So it just, but it sounds like you're in that phase where you still like to get into the conversation. You haven't exhausted oh, yeah. yourself yet. <laughs> there, there are times when I feel like, okay, like mm-hmm. this is, done you know like there's yeah. there's nothing gonna gonna move here yeah um but i am still like open when those conversations do come up mm-hmm. uh typically i am pretty happy to engage mm-hmm. and it's not like there there are times like when i'll say some things you know like the just here getting my tithing money back right mm-hmm. like that those are like the fun like little little digs right Mm -hmm. that like i'm not trying i'm not trying to like save anybody's soul when i say that right like when i say that i I, like i want you to feel irritated and i want you to like (laughs) know how stupid i think your your comment is right like yeah when i say something like that that's that's what i'm going for um but then yeah when i'm when i'm actually trying i try and be like understanding and like oh well this is really interesting isn't it yeah um yeah um but yeah i do find some some pleasure that uh in it for sure that's like meeting passive aggression with passive aggression right like her comments passive aggressive and then you return it with passive aggression i think like one thing that's been kind of eye-opening for me is our discussions with um our Lamanite uh, sister, the wife of the brother of Jared, um, having conversations with her and being kind of um, unapologetically ignorant and, uh, and genuinely curious. Yeah. It's kind of like, that's the new attitude or philosophy that I try to follow in life. So if I was confronted with one of those passive aggressive situations or something, it's really, really great to see you here. Like, it's interesting that you phrase it that way. Why? Right. 
Why are you like in be genuinely curious about like that's like a weird comment? Why would you say right. it that way? <laughs> right. Yeah. Like if I if I saw if I saw a friend at the movie theater, yeah, and I'd be like, "It's really great to see you here." It's like what watching the new Spider Man film, like every other you know twenty something year old white guy. Like what you know, and and even if you just put your own th- like, are you saying that like do. You, do you feel like the spirit's working upon me to be here? Is that what's going on? Right. Like, and and that's right. not a, that's not aggressive. It's assertive, and it's like, mm-hmm. and it's curious, and it's genuine. I think, and right. it's uh, because Mormonism's taught us to deal with things passive aggressively. Right. Right. And I th- I think I think generally speaking, and and I've been working with a lot of immigrants, and they've noticed this thing about Canadians where like politeness is the yes. core value of Canadians. And yeah. so I think passive aggression is like a symptom of politeness. Yeah. Like if you're walking down the street with your girlfriend and somebody throws an egg at her, it's like, honey, you better go apologize to that guy for whatever he did <laughs> to make him throw an egg at you <laughs> or like just ignore him and let's walk faster. And you know, like we're not confrontational yeah. like that just generally and culturally. And, well, uh, or like I, I had a German friend, uh, or I had, I like, we're still friends, but she, when she was living in Canada, mm-hmm. she said she would meet people and she would ask them, you know, oh, do you want to grab coffee sometime? Mm-hmm. And every Canadian will just be like, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, of course. Uh, let me circle back to you. Yeah. Uh, let me check my calendar. Just send me a text, remind me, you know, whatever. Yeah. And they're like, of course, I would love that. And it never happens yeah. because we don't want to say like, oh, actually, uh, that's okay. You know, like, yeah. no, thank you. Right. We're just, we're just like, yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. We say yes to everything. Yeah. And, and then, and then just kind of like ghost the situation, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh yeah, we'll still even, we might even still talk to the person, yeah. but we'll just pretend like. That oh, never we happened. never made that plan, yeah. you know, and, and she said it was incredibly irritating mm-hmm. um, because it's the polar opposite of Germans, I guess. She said they, if it's like, oh, want to do coffee? They're like, yes, let me pull out my calendar here. Yeah. We're okay. We're going on, on this day at this time to this coffee shop. Uh, I will pick you up at this time, blah, blah, blah. Right. Well, mm-hmm. Which bus will you be taking? Oh, okay. So you'll be there five minutes early. I'll be there five minutes early too. You know, yeah. like. It's, whereas we're just, oh, you know, don't rock the boat, you know, don't, don't worry about it. Yeah. So it's, it's a big cultural thing to overcome above and beyond the Mormonism. Like I think Mormonism compounds it, but just learning to be genuinely curious about things and and fearlessly curious is kind of, that's what I know. I mentioned it in the last episode, Mormons confuse doubt and curiosity, right? And it's yeah. like, doubt your doubts. You're not telling me to actually doubt my doubts. I'm not actually feeling doubtful. I'm feeling very, very curious. And the evidence has led me, my curiosity has led me to a conclusion that's different. So Right, right. Right? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, um, I don't know, like, trying to foster that curiosity. And I think that's something that my mom intentionally tried to encourage in her kids, uh, which is why I think most of us will end up 
out of the church is because mm-hmm. my my mom is curious, not mm-hmm. necessarily about church things at mm-hmm. all, um, but she she is genuinely curious about you know a lot of other things, and um, and and yeah, I think she tried to encourage that in us, but the the church does not mm-hmm. encourage curiosity, does it? I know, like, my my boss actually, and I know I've mentioned him, I've spoken about him on the podcast a few times, but he pushed a lot of curiosity onto me. And, and I know mm-hmm. when we'd meet annual reviews or informal discussions, and I'd say, I want to get to X. This is where I want to be. And I'd be kind of in a rush to jump all over myself to get there. And one thing he'd say is, Andrew, if you continue to develop curiosity, your curiosity is going to get you there because you're going to continue to ask questions and want to learn and want to know and want to get in the middle of things. But if you lack curiosity beyond your own job description, like you never get there. So if you're actively curious and genuinely curious and want to know and understand how other people do things, not from a position of, I think I can do it better. So let me figure out how you're doing it so I can tell you how to do it better. But just from genuinely help me understand this part of the business, help me understand this part of the business. I don't Mm -hmm. know anything. I'm, you know, I'm an idiot. Teach me master. Um, yeah, you know, you can, so that's what I've been trying to do. And I think that that attitude, it, it just opens up my mind. It's opened up my mind to the whole world because a high demand religion, like shuts off your curiosity about a lot of things, right? Yeah. Where do you want to travel? I don't know. I have to go on a mission. What do you want to do? Right. What about after your mission? What are your plans? I have to go to university and get a job. Why do you have to do that? Like in yeah. such a hurry? Cause I have to get married. Cause I have to do this. Mm-hmm. Why don't you go do, I'm too poor because I got married when I was 21 and had yeah. kids at 22. And maybe when yeah. I'm 50, I can have some adventure in my life. Like the church curb stops. Maybe when of- you're 50, you can have some adventure in your life by becoming mm-hmm. a mission president or <laughs> yeah. serving as senior. Right. Like, in, yeah, you know. exactly. Like I think it stomps out a lot. Of, that was my observation just like with my own life. I think with um, a lot of just run of the mill Mormons, I think there's some, you know, there's, I think the bell curve kind of describes a lot of populations. So there's always people on the fringes who are like, mm-hmm they're super wealthy or whatever they're they haven't been subjected to a lot of the same limitations so it's like i'll go travel wherever i want i'll go do whatever i want i'll go do this i'll go do that but generally regular middle class mormons are like they're saddled with so much responsibility and then the Mm -hmm. church inadvertently compounds that with a bunch of financial responsibilities by encouraging them to get married young and to have kids young that their curiosity just stops because they're so focused on the things they have have to do. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks. So that's, and well, that's, that's, <laughs> that's reason number 1,563 that I left the church. <laughs> but when you, like, when you don't have to fill up your life with so much stuff, you can just start asking yeah. more questions and questions are what led you out of the church and, and continuing, like, don't let that process stop. Continue to ask questions and and fill your mind with wonder about the world you live in. Yeah. 
And that, brothers and sisters, is why we're putting an end to this podcast. This is the final episode for the the sixth time. Um, <laughs> we're we're wrapping it up. We're we're done here. Thanks mm-hmm. thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, okay. but seriously, we'll be back next week. Are we done? Do you have other I, other thoughts? No, that's all. I, that's all I've got for you. Well, that's excellent. Thanks, Bishop, for uh, for leading this ward uh, with the the strength and vigor uh, and and all of the the power and authority that your apron gives you. Um, I you know we all we all appreciate your kind words of wisdom and um, and uh, yeah, yep. It's a great time. It's a great day in the kingdom. Please uh, remember to uh, wash behind your ears. And, and email us uh, at unmormon at gmail.com. Yeah, you can you can do that too. Um, also, um, you know what? Yeah, have a nice day. We, we say these things in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You're baptized. For the dead, amen. Amen.